Good evening, citizens. My name is Ban Shattersong, former captain of the Bloody Hands Mercenary Company, and this episode is a short one. Firstly, a PSA. Oliver Facey's photos are now out on Facebook. If you haven't seen them, go and check them out. We've got Navarre on the battlefield on the Saturday, and we look epic. Fantastic set of photos. They look really, really good. If you see yourself in any of them, then do consider giving Ollie a little purchase. Subscribe to his uh, his Patreon, I believe he's got one, and also uh, I think you can actually buy the images direct off his uh, off his website. So go and check those out. The second part of this is the Navari battlefield drip. How do you look striking in these kind of photos? How do you look eye-grabbing to your friends, your enemies, and of course your fashionable rivals? And part of that is, of course, looking on brief. Um, and then the other part of that is looking, I think I've said striking already, but making your costume stand out, making yourself stand out. So I thought I'd go through some of the costume brief for Navarre for this episode. Um, we cover the basics of you know, how to dress yourself and my personal tips on where to get stuff and what is the easiest effect to get and what can be perhaps a bit harder. But then also, actually, having gone through a couple of the photos, I've noticed a few things that have caught my eye that aren't necessarily in the guide, but look A, Navari, and B, very, very good. And then finally, we'll touch off with some, I guess, almost outfit design, hints and tips, very basic stuff, but uh, you'll end off there, and hopefully over this long dark, before we get back to episodes, well, not episodes, events, next uh, next year. Uh, we've got some time, hopefully, to have a look at our kit, make some make some alterations and you know whether you you, know, you get some frankly you get some felt tips and draw some designs onto your suede or you sew yourself something entirely new it's up to you kit is entirely aspirational at empire so it's not about being good it's about making it better and uh, it's a really lovely way of uh, building up some really cool kit so anyway i digress let's begin with the uh the navari general look overview so you might well be aware that Navari are, it's again, not law accurate uh, to call Navari wood elves, uh, forest people, naturists, that kind, that kind of description. However, for this episode, I'm going to breeze all over that and just use common terminology just to make it understandable from a mind's eye point of view. So the Navarre look and draw heavily upon the forests for their inspiration. So primarily you've got greens, browns, and occasional splashes of dark autumnal red or yellow. Uh, often the outfits themselves are very practical, so mostly coming from hunting, so leather and fur. Face paint, tattoos, and brands which are literal you know, brands from a, you know, from a poker from a hot fire, especially on the face and around the eyes. The way Navarre mark their oaths and other important commitments is with brands, tattoos, and scars. So if you're doing your makeup and you're trying, trying to make yourself look fierce and put some unique symbols on yourself, um, try and come up with a little bit of backstory behind them. Just a sentence. And if people say, oh, I love it, you can say, oh, yes, it was that time I uh, literally pulled the leg off a boar with my bare hands kind of thing. And that's why I've got a boar's leg tattooed onto my thigh, that kind of thing. You can also adorn yourself with uh, sets, you know, certain embroidered things, uh, beads, feathers, fetishes, and other accessories. And it's also common to weave items into your hair as well. 
Um, I don't have any hair, so perhaps that might be a bit of a problem. But uh, providing you, dear listeners, don't get cancer and all that other shit, um, you'll have something to weave into. So you should be good. The the colour palette itself, uh, again, go check out the wiki. This is I'm I'm not reading word for word, but I'm I'm paraphrasing. It does have a really good colour palette on there. It is mainly greens. And, you know, when you think Rangers of Athelion from Lord of the Rings or Wood Elves in pretty much any fantasy setting, they're quite drab and muted greens, foresty browns, um, maybe blacks in there, or it, I think in our case, a, a very, very dark brown or a very, very dark green, so to say, not black, black. However, of course, accent colours you know, go, go nuts. This is just a guide and it's not a set of rules. However, what I feel um, in my personal um, opinion is that some of the things like the oranges, the yellows, uh, the more autumnal colours get out, get left out a little bit. And actually, they can look really, really striking, especially with how they contrast with, let's say, your standard green and brown kit. Um, things like sashes, pins, buttons, decorations, uh, weaving into your hair, for example, um, could all look really good. And then on top of that, uh, a couple of things I've seen on the pictures uh, released by Oliver today is some Navari had sort of like strips of cloth just attached to the underside of their belts, so dangling down. Literally just uh, imagine it almost like a hula skirt, but instead of reeds, you've got scraps of different coloured fabrics and those kind of autumnal and green colours. And it looks fantastic. A really good way of adding a splash of colour to your outfit, but at the same time keeping it within the, the colour brief. It was a... Uh, Really nice to see and a really cool touch. Um, you know, your arm wraps as well, your leg wraps if you wear those, uh, a headband, an armband, scarves. Those are great for getting a splash of colour into your outfit, but it's easy, you know, removable because I don't want to paint my armour yellow, for example. But at the same time, um, add some variety to your palette. The materials it states here are primarily leather for layers, some layers of cotton, linen or wool. Um, fine fabrics such as velvet and or silk are rare. Those kind of sit with the you know, the league, perhaps dawn, for example. However, the uh, it, it says you know saying here leather and fur that's for day to day dress. When it comes to armor, chainmail is absolutely acceptable and quite you know, quite encouraged. Um, you do get different colors for chainmail. You know, obviously you get silver, but uh, you can get black sometimes. I'm I'm a little bit conflicted personally on which one is the better Navari colour. And, and what I mean by that is black is of course, you know, a bit more drab, not as shiny or reflective in the you know in the forest environments we're in. But at the same time, having silver chain brings um some brightness to an outfit that might otherwise be quite drab with all the browns and greens going on. And it can be a really nice contrast again when you've got your know, brown leather braces, your brown chest armor but then some chain poking out underneath can look really cool and also a chain you can weave things into it as well uh, one of the navari generals has a fantastic set of ring mail that has vines woven into it as well as a chest piece uh, body armor and it looks uh chef's kiss it looks fantastic but anyway i digress from the material side um standard clothing it's very very variable Anything practical, serviceable, and well-worn. Um, we're practical people in the Navarre, and our clothes do reflect this. Um, you know, essentially, if you can go for a five-kilometer jog in it, it's it's good to go. It doesn't mean that we can't be fancy or wear nice things, but it's very unlikely you'll get a uh, 
sort of Navari in a full velvet dress with the oh I've forgotten the name of those either Edwardian was it Victorian metal cages but sometimes uh sort of ladies of the house would wear to balls. Um, you won't see us going around in anything like that. But if there's a formal occasion, you will see our better outfits come out. They might be more nicely embroidered, have brighter colours, perhaps. Same palette, but a little bit brighter. Uh, a bit more jewellery, that kind of thing. But fundamentally, Navarre clothes are practical. It doesn't mean, though, that they're scraps or rags or anything like that. If you're uh, thinking of the ideal outfit, it's something you can spend a while in in the wilderness and it won't tear fray you know be pulled apart by thorns or branches as you run past them and it's a, a tough material that can survive and also be warm practical and stay together um, in terms of decoration uh the the navari slant is typically towards fur trims decoration and natural materials and a natural color palette as well so having flowers, for example, embroidered onto a fancy dress could be a Navari way of expressing a, I guess, expressing yourself at a more fancy ball, for example, if those damn Dornish invite you along for a party. The There's also a note here around more remote Navarre adapting, adapting to their environment and having a tougher outlook and tougher outfits. But again, this comes under the umbrella of practical clothing. And of course, we do change our clothes based on the environment. Shoes, I'm not really... Uh, whatever. Yeah, in theory, Empire, your um, your costume ends at the ankle. As long as you're not wearing you know, white shoes or sneakers, that kind of thing. But frankly, you shouldn't be because you want something sturdy to support your ankles, like boots or walking boots. And because those are often in sort of drab colours like browns or blacks, you're fine. If you really want uh, a top tip that I've I've been using for years, um, and everyone everyone keeps thinking I have real leather boots, um, I don't. I have a set of two pound boot pirate boot toppers from Amazon, uh, and they have lasted lasted me the best part of six years now. They've got dirty and dusty. I don't clean them because it's that kind of fake plasticky leather effect. Uh, but now they've got dusted and dirty. It actually looks kind of real. A few holes have torn in them, and they look fantastic. And they literally you, you put um. You put your trousers on, put your socks on, put these boot toppers on, slide it up halfway around your knee, put your boot on, and then slide them down over the laces, and it makes it look like a proper a proper boot. Um, my best piece of advice for the, for your icy footwear, because otherwise you're buying actual icy boots, which can be you know beautiful things made of suede, but they're not as practical or perhaps comfortable as your modern equivalent. Okay, tattoos. So. Tattoos are entirely up to you. I'm not going to give you any advice, um, bar the, you know, the usual marking of thorns, uh, brands, and the runes, uh, the magical runes of the empire, uh, are all good places to start. But your tattoos can be different to your war paint, for example. So you have tattoos day to day, and then when you go to battle, you've got some big marks on your face. Uh, my character Linda, he um, he's a thorn, so he's in theory always ready for battle. So I just wear war paint all the time. And because I'm I'm too lazy, frankly, to do uh, intricate knot work or anything on my face, I just put my war paint on, and that's my defining feature. Um, the the way you know to take away from Empire for a second, the way humans look at each other, you know, our face, we look at someone's face first. It's the most telling thing about somebody. It's built into our biology, and if you want to be quite striking, then having something quite elaborate on your face, quite bright. 
um, thick or intricate as well can really draw attention to you. So in my case, I use sort of black and red lines that go pretty much from the top of my head right down to uh, almost in line of my mouth in some cases. It breaks my face in half at an angle and it just looks, it looks very unnatural. And as a result, people stare, which is kind of the point. But you could do the same with some knot work that goes around your eyes and make, you know, makes one look larger than the other, for example. Um, I saw one really good set oh, years ago where uh, this player, she had a sort of an almost straight line, but it was very subtly a cur you know, had a subtle curve and thorns to it directly down the middle of her face. And it gave that illusion of sort of perfect symmetry. And it was really, really interesting to look at. And that, that was quite cool. And then I'd say the classic thing is uh, putting some wall paint like around your eyes, kind of like eyeliner, but really thickening it up. Uh, that can look very, uh, very striking as well. But yeah, otherwise, go nuts. It really is. Use your face as a canvas, and uh, it is quite fun. What you can do is, if you've got friends with a, a face paint set or some, you know, snazz pots, just ask someone to make something up for you. Um, if it's your first time, or even, like, even nowadays, if you've got a, a single mark on your cheek but you want to spice it up, let someone else have free will and go to town on you, and you might be pleasantly surprised. Arms and armor. Right, so this is where my opinion piece comes in. So the the you know the stereotypical Navari armor is is leather, and let, let's call it let's call it medium because you've got sort of you know, scale mail, for example, would be our I guess heavy infantry equivalent. However, in day to day anvil, modern anvil, you know modern empire lap, if you want to call it that, um, there's lots of Navar wearing chain mail, as I mentioned. So you know, really go nuts. What can look very effective is chainmail with some leather decorations over the top. So, for example, a gorget, some shoulder pads, uh, maybe a large belt, that kind of thing. And what you could even do is, um, we, like I said earlier, weave things into that chainmail as well to make it look a bit more, uh, a bit more Navari. But I find quite often having that shiny contrast is a great way to bring out some depth in your uh, in your costume. If you're looking at the lines, they often uh, so the lines and the closures of your armor often go diagonally across the body uh, rather than vertically. So, for example, if you have a, a set of a, a brigadine, which is a, a leather plated coat, if it bottoms up down the middle, A, that's pretty standard, so don't worry about it. But in theory, if a Navari made them, it would be you'd button it up from either on the sides, so uh, just underneath your armpit, or you'd take it from, let's say, your left hand hip to your right hand shoulder as a almost like a sash across your body. And the idea there is to just give yourself some asymmetry, and that's uh, that's pretty Navari. Um, shields and weapons, do do what you want. Uh, the you know classic Navari weapon is a spear, with maybe with some thorns on the end, and a more natural or put together look than, let's say, a, a formal league pike. But at the same time, use your swords, two-handed weapons, whatever. You know Navari are practical people. You will pick up and use whichever weapon you can wield which you want to wield and you know i see you can afford as well um killing enemies of the empire is a good thing go nuts mage implements not my area of expertise uh i think same as you know same as before if you can get some more wooden based ones that's fine but you know a navari who's been to urizen for example and picked up a fine metal wad or uh, ron uh sorry wand rod or staff and it's really nice of course you'd use it so go nuts 
Now, on the armor side, the other top tips I had from looking at some of the pictures uh, that Ollie put out. Um, one was jackets. So a sleeveless leather jacket over the top of your chainmail. So you've got a, 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 almost like a stripe from your from the bottom of your chin to your uh, to your belly button of, of chainmail, maybe about a few inches wide from the jacket itself, and then your chainmail sleeves poking out the sides of that as well, and that breaks up the chainmail very nicely. And also because it's a sleeveless jacket, it makes you look Navari. And then on top of that, it's a chance to get another spot colour. I'll, I'll explain what that means later, but essentially a chance to get a splash of colour you ordinarily wouldn't have on your outfit onto your outfit and you know a few good examples here some are literal patchwork leather so you've got some different tones in there it's quite dark keeps the overall costume in a sort of a muted I'm not sure of the right word for the overall effect I was gonna say visage but that's not that's not the right word um, the overall look is essentially kept quite dark but then another example I've got in front of me uh, it's quite pale it's almost like an autumnal yellow or orange, um, but it's got some lovely embroidery um, along the collar and down the front, and it's a it's still very clearly a Navari costume. It looks fantastic. They've got the classic barbed spear as well and face paint on, but bring that orange into it makes them really stand out in this particular photo. And uh, you know, compared to the other people around them who are wearing predominantly brown and drab outfits, they really stand out. The other top tips, scarves I mentioned before, I've seen plenty of scarves of different colours in, some are like a very pale, almost lime green it must be said, but I like it, it's got enough enough contrast between the different areas of the uh, of the outfit. And then yeah, we've got a few more here that have gone into these sort of more autumnal colours, like a very, very pale brown. I mentioned the tasses, uh, sort of the strips of fabric earlier sort of clipped onto a belt um, you can have those tassés as well um, attached pretty much anywhere on your body but another cool thing I've seen is a um, like a semi leather war skirt so it's not a full skirt like down to your knee or anything it's probably maybe halfway down your thigh but it's just I mean sometimes you can get just a scrap of hide um, belt it together and, and you know, use this as an underlayer but um, if not you can get scraps make yourself a scrappy skirt and put that on over the top of your your base layers like your tunic and your trousers but then put your armor on top of that and it's kind of like a leather skirt gambeson kind of kind of thing and again because you're using different colors you can break up your trousers which are one long think of it like one long sausage of color and it breaks them up into different shapes and places and adds another layer to your outfit which is very important for having a really realistic and gritty looking costume I've seen a few sashes as well here, uh, one's just dangled across the belt and of course you do get others wrapped around people's necks or diagonally across their bodies. Uh, those look, those are looking really good in some of the more unusual Navarre colours, so a red one for example, I've seen a really nice looking scarlet sash, very striking, makes that player stand out on the field but they're still fundamentally Navari, they look fantastic. And I do see a bandana as well, yeah it's a green bandana with white leaves on it. So they don't look Rambo, it does look suitable, and it also it makes their head look different. Sorry, look different. But the difference is, when you're looking at people's faces, of course you capture the face paint and the like, 
when their head is broken up into different um, different sections. So you've got the face, the bandana, and the top of their head. Again, it makes it naturally draws your eyes towards them, and it looks uh, it looks fantastic. The um, I mentioned spot colors a little bit earlier. Um, so this is actually coming from Warhammer painting of all things. So it's probably not good advice, but I feel like it's at least partially appropriate in this bullshit episode, and perhaps even for your costumes. And that is the idea is you've got you know two two maybe three primary colors on the model. But then you pick a spot color which hi is highly contrasting to the other two. So, for example, uh, an Imperial Guardsman. If any of you are playing Dark Tide, I fucking love it at the moment. You've got, let's say, brown or khaki fatigues, and then with green body armor over the top. To contrast with that, you'd pick something like a bright red, to or maybe perhaps a bright blue, uh, to accent a few of the areas of the model. And the idea is you try and make a triangle on them. So it might be one on each shoulder. Let's say. Um, you know, a singular red armor plate or their unit number written in red on each shoulder and then on top with a, a red bandana for example or perhaps a red belt or a red belt buckle that kind of thing um, you know one of their knee pads is painted a different color or it has a white stripe on it with a red design in the middle that kind of thing and the idea of spot colors is you pick something contrasting get at least three areas of your of your model or in this case your LARP costume but display it just small, just small little touches. You know, think of it like the uh, like the size of a wristwatch, like the uh, the size of their face, that kind of thing. Just to have a spot color, and it just there's something about it that really makes a costume and a model pop. And I think it would look great in a Navari sense. Um, I used to do it a lot with Van uh, with gold, so I had a gold necklace and then gold bracelets on each wrist, and it just you know it looked blingy, and um, it was nice just to break up that otherwise quite drab green and brown outfits. A, a word of caution, I suppose. It's not it's not really caution. I think it's just um if it's only caution if you're trying to sort of make a contrasting striking outfit that looks good. Ver and what I mean by that is versus if you wanted to go like a scout, like a real deep uh, like a deep behind enemy lines kind of ranger, then of course you're going to pit blacks, dark browns, dark greens, camouflage yourself in woodlands, that kind of look, then sure, go for that. But if you're trying to uh, sneak yourself onto the camera, I suppose, or just stand out from the crowd, then try not to stick with too much of one colour. So if you have brown trousers and a brown tunic and then dark brown leather armour, A, you can look like Wintermark. <laughs> and it's not meant as an insult, but in some circles it is. And then secondly is that it's hard to, there's just a body shape and it's hard to see any depth in the costume that you have. It's hard to, um, when your eyes are looking at a human being, it's hard to like, tell the difference from the arms, the bodies, and they just become an amorphous shape. And if you want to really stand out, you need to break your body up into lots of different shapes and it'll, it'll look fantastic. So uh, have a green tunic, for example, with brown trousers and then... Black armor can work, to be fair, um, but then you might want to pick something quite light. So you could go with brown armor and then swap your trousers out for an autumnal yellow, but then have quite high dark brown boots. So you've still got an overall brownie green palette, but then there's a yellow splash in there that looks great. Or perhaps have one bracer in red, one bracer in green. So you've got some asymmetry in there as well. Sections of um, patching look really, really good on clothes so if you can just sew just um, 
pick up a needle and thread from a shop they're a couple I mean barely a couple pounds now probably just a pound um, and just sew a patch of random colored material onto your shirt um, say on a, like an elbow pad for example but any anything between the elbow and the shoulder on the outside of it so sort of between your tricep and your bicep that's going to be visible to everyone all the time so any colors you put there any kind of details will get noticed very quickly as opposed to putting a patch on the, the back of your thigh, for example, which is probably not going to be seen too often. Um, another high visual or high visibility area would be your knees. They're, they're quite easy to see. And then uh, if, you, if you want to, do a patch on the, on the bum, on the seat of your trousers, or perhaps right at the bottom of your tunic. Let's say you've been you know, sliding on your ass down, your rock faces, that kind of thing, to get away from Drew Scouts. You could argue you've patched it up there. And then even from behind, you can look really interesting and, uh, and dynamic. So yeah, those are my rambling top tips on the Navari armor side of thing. A little bit about the color. Um, I guess this is, this is uh, secondhand knowledge, so forgive me if I'm incorrect. But another part of design is um, the overall shape of your outfit as well. And uh, giving those impressions to uh, just to people when you, they just glanced at you. So if you want to make someone look hench or buff or large or heavily armoured, um, you can, of course, just encase yourself in armour and you'll probably look that way. But the way to do it more, um, I guess, more more armour effectively, with less armour perhaps, or to ha perhaps have more striking is to make some real, again, contrast between different areas of your body. So if I want to look large, I will put armour on my shoulders armor on the top of my thighs and keep it keep it basically on my trunk on my torso to buff out my, my chest and my shoulders but then i would leave my arms almost bare so that they look quite skinny and then that way you've got skinny arms skinny legs and then big large torso and because the human that looks at you will go ah large torso must be strong kind of thing you can have that kind of intimidating look and heavily armored look without having to entirely encase yourself in steel the alternatives are there, you can just arm all of your arms and keep your chest quite small, so it makes, it makes yourself look like you've got big arms and a normal sized chest. But the point is to make one part of your body look bigger and different. The key areas for that are your shoulders and your arms. Uh, everyone's got a torso, everyone's got different sized torsos as well, so it's, I think, a little bit harder to get the contrast there. And then your legs as well, hidden behind a shield, hidden behind a sword, or frankly, not even looked at. So looking at the top half of your body, like your face, helmets, shoulders and arms, the things that people, um, well, things that people see all the time. And I'd say your primary areas to uh, put some details and decals or indeed buff out if you want to go for a certain type of heavily armored look. Okay, I said that would be a short episode. We're coming up to 27 minutes and I don't want to be a liar, but I think I have lied to you and gone over my original, it felt like 15 minutes in my head. So, I do apologise. Final note. Final, final note. Helmets. Now this is something I really want to get into and I haven't done yet. Navari helmets. And in general, helmets are up. Um, thanks to PD's fucking awesome and I think un unparalleled combat rules, helmets aren't really essential because uh, you're not encouraged to hit aim for the head. Um, if you do, you don't take any calls there at all. You just take a hit point and that's it. So aiming for the head isn't necessary and... As a result, 
wearing a helmet isn't as important as it would be on a real battlefield, for example. So, because helmets are stifling, people don't wear them. However, they do look so fucking cool. And in addition to that, the rules are pretty good for helmets. So, um, if you... Uh, to get coverage of armor, let's say I'm, a me I'm wearing medium armor, I need to cover my torso and one other location. That's typically all of my arms, all of my legs, or you know, half of my arms and half my legs. You know, like the uh, like a van brace and then greaves on your legs, or any combination as of which where half your limbs are covered. Or you can wear a helmet, and you don't need any other armor anywhere else. Just helmet and body. And I think that's really cool because you, you won't get the, let's say if you get cleaved on the arm and of course there's no armor there, you'll still lose the arm. However, you will get the hit points thanks to the helmet. So if you're looking to keep your armor quite light rather than buying van braces and, uh, and greaves, you could actually just go for a helmet. And a couple a couple I've seen, and there's first there's a very famous uh, member of the Dog's End bar that wears a um, like a dog's head helmet that looks awesome fully enclosed and the visor is a, is a dog's uh, dog's nose and another one i've seen in all these photos is um it's almost like a leather mask but it's got fur around it to make it comfortable it's got two antlers coming out the top i'm going to assume the player is either lineaged or just a badass because they look great and then the the helmet itself is patches of leather but riveted together with some designs on them in brown with some lovely staining on it and it looks phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, this player's got sort of long red hair as well, so it's very, very striking. And like we said earlier a couple times, anything on your face is very disconcerting to another human being, and it draws a lot of attention. So if you can go for a really cool helmet with some little antlers on, or perhaps some cool designs, 100% go for it. I think uh, one of the captains of the Dread Shields, if any of you listeners are familiar with them, they're essentially a unit in the VAR. Um, they all, that uh, player also has a almost like a half mask, but they wear, and I'm not sure because they're a briar, or because they are a um, again a badass who needs to armor their face because they they keep taking slashes to it. Oh, there we go. I've just found a picture of them. Um, it looks like yeah, it's a leather mask with uh, so it's kind of, imagine like a leather bandana, but then there's another whole strap of it. Um, that comes over their eye with a hole for the eye itself and then the strap falls off one side of their face it looks great because it's asymmetric it's breaking up their facial shape and it's got some really cool thick stitches in there different plates of leather to reinforce it in areas and mwah, it looks looks fantastic so yeah there we go that's my final lengthy point helmets are cool if you want any help with your kit always ask on the discord people are really friendly there and they'll give you tips and frankly, half the time will offer to help you out directly as well. Um, you know, you know, get your kit, try stuff on in the mirror. You've got loads of time till the next event. Enjoy it. It really is your own fashion show. And um, fingers crossed, I see you on the battlefield and also see you in the photos that come out a little bit later on. But until then, enjoy your evenings, enjoy your fashion show, and most importantly, enjoy kicking Druge ass. <laughs>